Welcome back to the Georgia 2024 show special convention update. Uh, we're brought to you by the Georgia Record, uh, georgiarecord.com. I'm here with my co-host Bill Quinn, and we're going to give you an update of what to expect in Columbus, Georgia in a few days as the GOP gets ready for the 24 campaign. We have a really interesting packed show today. I'm going to uh, we're going to run multiple interviews. We've got David Cross, Shannon Weimer, and Josh McCoon, who is running for the chair of the GOP in Georgia. And before we do that, I want to talk to you about something. We've had massive DDoS attacks this week. Our sites have been shut down multiple times. We've had to upgrade a lot of defenses. It's very expensive. Uh, this comes on the heels of also one of our banking relationships being closed in Georgia, as a matter of fact. So this show is getting recognized in, in by you know the good people and the right people. So we need your help. We need you to sign up for our no ad subscriptions. You get access to all of our sites. The Colorado Free Press is coming online ne online next week. We have uh, the Connecticut Sentinel, the Miami Independent, which is breaking a lot of election integrity news in Florida. With the, the Manhattan.press, ArmedForces.press, CDM Espanol, all of our international sites. Uh, just uh, the Easton Gazette, which is our new paper in Maryland, which has already made a big splash on election integrity. We need your support. It's a uh, ten bucks a month. Or you can do have a 20% discount if you sign up annually. Uh, with Tucker gone, CDM is filling the void. We're growing. We're expanding. A lot of exciting things happening behind the scenes. But please go to our one of our websites and sign up for the no ad subscription, and you'll get access to all of our sites with no ads. And uh, I know a lot of people don't like ads popping up on their phones, but uh, this is one way you can help us support free media and help save the republic. With that, uh, we've got uh, Bill, run, run down who's on our show today uh, and a little bit about what we're going to talk about. So this is uh, aimed at uh, an overview of what to expect at the convention coming up now in just over two weeks. Uh, we're going to have David Cross, one of the candidates running for uh, the state committee. Uh, we'll have uh, Shannon Weimer, uh, who is an activist and has been involved in many things and will be attending the convention to cover it for the flame. And we'll hear more about that. And, uh, and, and of course, Josh McCoon, who is running for chairman of the GOP for the state of Georgia. And then uh, lastly, we'll go through what folks will probably in, in some cases see. And uh, if they aren't yet involved, if they'd like to become involved, we'll have some information on how to how to get involved uh, prior to the convention and actually experience it on site. Great. So why don't we start with uh, David Cross, who's running for GOP state vice chair. And uh, here we go. Hope you enjoy the interview. So we sat down with candidate David Cross recently here at the Georgia Record, and we want to talk to him about his campaign for the Georgia GOP vice chairmanship. Uh, David, thanks for coming on again. Thank you, Todd. It's actually, I'm second vice chair, so I'm, oh, the, guy that say? I'm the guy that carries uh, the water. Gotcha. I, I apologize. Um, That's all right. Um, I knew that, actually. <laughs> uh, so talk to us about uh, why you're running and why you're different than your competitor. You know, so one of the major things that, that got me involved in this was, you know, was all the work I've been doing on election integrity. And it just feels like I kept hitting brick wall after brick wall with, with the state, with the state election board, with the different counties who are just getting nowhere. And even with the politicians in the most recent most recent, uh, you know, session down at the Georgia Capitol, we couldn't get any movement on anything when it comes to election integrity. I mean, they, they had a couple little things that they passed, but there's nothing with any real teeth to it. And it's because nobody's holding these, these politicians, you know, feet to the fire. We have an unnecessarily complex election system in Georgia for a reason. Um, and it's, it's to, it's to keep, it's to keep politicians in power that have been up there for a long time. And so the thing, the thing that really makes me different from, you know, from my major competitor is that, you know, I'm not a politician. I'm not trying to be a politician. I don't look like a politician, smell like a politician, do what politicians do. And, you know, my major competitor, that's that's one of the things that he's really keenly focused on. So I'm, I feel like I'm different that way. And, I, you know, I think it's absurd to think that somebody who's in the position of, you know, trying to hold elected officials accountable. I think it's absurd to think that that person is also wanting to be like the very people that they need to be tough with. And it, I just I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. You had mentioned earlier, David, that uh, you've gotten some interesting feedback regarding the upcoming convention on uh, June uh, 9th and 10th, uh, and who's attending? Maybe you could share a little bit about that. 
Yeah, so this this was something I just found out today. So this is my first this is my first convention. This is my first foray into into getting you know in, involved in in this in the in the political stuff. And what I found out was that there's apparently seventy percent of the of the people who are going to be attending as delegates and alternates. This is a new event for them too. So mm -hmm. you literally have a lot of I think a lot of angry upset people that have said you know what I'm going to get involved and try to figure figure out what's going on. And it's people just like me. So the, the grassroots are really rising up and they're the ones who are going to be showing up. And I think it's fantastic that, you know, that Trump announced that he's going to be there. And I think it's even more interesting that, you know, that Kemp is not going to be there and Raffensperger is not going to be there. Nor Carr. Nor Carr. Carr. All the people who've been blocking us. Yeah. And that, isn't that interesting? David, why did you pick this uh, position to run for versus? I, I picked this position because, because it's, a, it's an executive level position that will give me access to the people who need to be held accountable. Um, you know, if you're serving like, you know, an assistant position or, you know, some, something further down, you don't really get to have a voice in, in what's going on. And, you know, one of my one of the things that I'm good at is I'm good at analysis. I know about what's going on with election integrity. I know where the bodies are buried with everything that went wrong in Georgia. And I hope to be able to, you know, to be the voice for all the other grassroots people that are out there that are getting involved. What, do you, what are you hearing as you go around? You mentioned that you were visiting various counties and organizations. What are you hearing from the folks when you're in these meetings and and talking to uh, the folks that are now involved? You know, it, it's really interesting. So the, so the folks that are on the ground that are going to the meetings. So like last night, I, I was at I was at Forsyth County and the response is just is overwhelming. I mean, I get up, I say my, my piece. I think I'm a reasonably good um, you know, public speaker. And it, apparently my message is resonating with these people. They want answers and, and they see me as the person who's, who's going to do that. That's interesting. Um, uh, it was Forsyth, I think, that, uh, that announced that just since the election of their new board, which is mainly America First folks, their membership is up, I think they said 35%. A, yeah, I mean, the, no, the number I heard day. last night is that I think it's it's increased by like 180 people, which is astonishing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we're, you know, we're seeing similar things like in, in Gwinnett County where, um, you know, we're, we're getting a lot more first timers like me that are getting involved in this. And, and I think it's for good reason. I think a lot of people kind of sat on the sidelines for like the last 20 years, you know, kind of thinking the, like the schoolhouse rock way of, of, of the way that government works is what was is what is was OK. And people are finally figuring out that it's not OK and people have been gaming the system and it's it's time to hold our politicians accountable. David, we're asking everybody this question. Do you have anything, any sunshine or a transparency or insight on the Georgia GOP versus the Georgia GOP Inc. situation? Do you know anything about that? Why there's a corporation? What it's for? What it's being used for? Is it being used properly? You know, I've just learned some of the details about it. I think it was set up hastily because there was there was a legal action that was going on several years ago. That's that's the extent of, of what I know about it. I know that um, I, I know that there's been attempts to try and get it shut down. But I think until that legal action is is resolved, um, I, I think that I think that the you know executives have been or the, the executive committee has been advised to, to leave it open for right now. I don't think there's anything nefarious that's going on with it. I think it was just stupid and bad advice. But, you know, again, I don't know everything there is to know about it. And we're going to be learning more in the coming weeks. Yeah. What, what do you, uh, what do you suggest, you know, given all these new people that are going to the convention, have you been able to garner how to, I don't know, focus their attention? Cause I think they're going to, they're going to walk in that room and there's, uh, 1,600 or 2,000 people that will attend, and they're going to be in a room full of shiny objects. And I, I wonder how to uh, help them focus. No, that that's a that's a really good point. It's because I know that when I went to my first you know district convention, I was sitting there just like bewildered and amazed at like what was going on, how things were happening. You know, they're following Robert's rules, but you've got somebody that's up there that's way from where, way more familiar with those rules than the average person. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I'm going to be doing in the coming weeks is is briefing, you know, sending like short videos out to people to let them know, here's how things work. Here's what to expect. You know, they're going to talk about rules changes and here's the rule changes we're going to be talking about. You need to read these before we get down there. They're also going to be talking about resolutions and here's, you know, here's the different resolutions take a look at those like on you know on your drive down 
you know, and just be kind of familiar, you know, with them, you know, so that you're not sitting there going, you know, what, what, what is going on? Because that's what most people do. Most people will sit there and not say anything because they don't want to look stupid. Mm -hmm. I think you'd mentioned earlier, there's one particular rule that seems to be um, garnering comments from several different directions. Did, do you want to take a minute and, and chat about that one? Which one is this now? Is this the is this the, the one about the rule about whether whether the uh, the party, whether that be the entire convention or certain elements within it, can prevent somebody or remove somebody from being able to run as in the primary as a Republican? Yeah. So so this is this is this is a rule change that that's that's being pushed by the GRA. That's the the Georgia Republican Assembly. It's primarily being pushed by you know by the Frost family. Mm -hmm. um, at least that's my understanding. And, and from what I from what I'm hearing about it, they basically want to be able to render judgment over who is a real Republican and who is not. And I think that we're all adults in the room and we can figure out who's a rhino and who's not. Um, but I think it's just I think it's something that's that's trying to, like, you know, be able to, to to maintain control and keep a firm grip on things. And I disagree with it. But, you know, I'm still learning more about it. Uh, but that that's my initial assessment of, 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 of I think what's happening there. Yeah. So the, there is to be to be transparent. There are there appears to be two schools of thought. One um, also suggests that if if implemented such that, um, for example, the entire convention could take a vote on who who and who may not get get support, that might be more acceptable since that would include these grassroots folks um, that are now involved. And um, I think that's one of the one of the things that uh, people have felt when they've been on stage. You know, in some cases. Folks that are Republican have gotten booed because of their actions or lack thereof, right. and maybe that's maybe this could be a, a mechanism to um, keep folks that do not act in the manner that they campaign to, right. uh, you know, to be uh, excised, <laughs> if you would. So I, I do I do kind of sense there's two schools of thought on this. It'll be fascinating to see how the and we're going to be we're going to be sending that out to you know to all the delegates and uh, and alternates so that they can at least be familiar with it ahead of time and yep. not have it sprung on them once they get down there yep that's that i think too is, is critical most people walk into these conventions and it's oh do we first thing we do is we approve the rules well if there's something in there that's an that's an atom bomb you kind of want to know ahead of time right <laughs> exactly exactly and, and like i said most people the, the vast majority of people that, that go to these things, they don't want to look stupid, so they don't say anything. And I get that. But this is, you know, this is one of those times where, um, where I I it feels like the country is running out of next times, you know, to take care of things. So we need to be we need to be prepared this time. Let me ask you this. Are you getting the information you need to run an effective campaign from the party? <laughs> Not particularly. Um, you know, so so they, they sent me they sent me this email list and contact list that that's supposed to have everybody's contact information on it. And the first time we tried to send an email out, we had hundreds of these things, you know, e email addresses that bounced back because somebody had typed in, you know, like David Cross at Gmail comma com instead of dot com, you know, or it's missing, you know, or, or it has like extra letters in their name. It, it's just it, it's just a mess. And that's one of the things that I'm that I'm really want to push if, if I get elected. Is going to be consolidating, you know, the technology that's being used between all the different counties and having like a central app where people can put in their information. It's just like when you go online, you type in like what your email address is. It says, "Hey, we're going to make you type it again, so we know it's so we know that it's correct." But right now, it's like they're it's like they're living like the 1990s. Well, are you are you able to effectively campaign? Are they are they withholding anything from you? I don't think they're withholding anything. It's just it's just been a it's just been a mess, you know, kind of dealing, you know, with, with this stuff. Um, you know, the biggest challenge, the biggest challenge is that, you know, I, I get invited sometimes to, you know, to go to speak someplace that, you know, for four or five minutes that might be like two or three or four hours away. And I would love to do it. But I mean, I, I mean, I run a small business. I do investment management. The, the stock market is just is doing crazy stuff right now. I've got a day job that I have to take care of things. But one of the things that, that I think really makes me good, you know, for this position is I've been involved, you know, at the executive level on, you know, in my business and businesses in, in the past, but I'm, I'm, I've also been a volunteer working on, you know, like the board of trustees for the Georgia Council on Economic Education. I've been involved in, you know, in a lot of different things, you know, in the community. And I asked one of my mentors a couple, you know, several years ago, I said, I'm ridiculously busy. Why do you keep asking me to be involved in this stuff? And he said, David, 
busy people get things done. <laughs> and so, and that's that's it. So I am I'm a fixer. I'm the you know I'm the kind of person where I want to get in and, and take care of things that are obviously glaring problems. And I'm not so stupid that I'm that I think that I can do it all. I'll delegate as much as we possibly can to you know to 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 the very capable volunteers that are out there that are raising their hand and saying I want to help. So we need to harness those people. What uh, about rules of the convention? Uh, and I'm not up to date as I should be, but are, are they available for people to review as we're getting close to the convention? Um, they're going to be available. So I mean, I've, I'm I'm getting I'm getting that information, you know, coming in, and we're crafting an email right now that's going to go out, and we're going to send it to to all the delegates so that they've got it. How do people learn about your campaign, David? And uh, you know, how do they contact you? So it's it's really simple. Um, you, you can. They can actually call my cell phone if they want, or they can text me at 678-925-6983, or you can go to um, cross4ga.com. Uh, so it's my last name, C-R-O-S-S, -S, like Red Cross, 4, F-O-R, and then ga.com. And you can you can get me on there, and you can also find, us, uh, find me at the same place on Facebook. Bill, you got anything else? So um, as you look forward, how do you just quickly how do you see the uh slate being able to work together do you do you feel people kind of coming together or is it different factions that are out there how do, how do you feel about the folks that are going to end up in in these slots following the convention or is it, is it too early well you know i'm kind of excited that there that there's several grassroots people that are out there that are that are involved in these things. So I mean, there, there's me, there's Caroline Jeffords, there's you know, there's Brian Pritchard. I mean, there's a, there's several people that are you know that are um, that are new to leadership in you know in the GOP. And you know the the, the biggest thing that the biggest pushback I hear is that people will say, oh well, you know these these people have never served before. How how good can they possibly be? And all you have to do is look at Trump. You know, Trump was was never an elected official, never did anything. And he was spectacular as a president. And, you know, and I, and I think we can do the same thing and follow in the same footsteps, but I'm going to support whoever, you know, whoever gets elected. I'm not going to go out there and say that I'm for this person or that person or whatever. Um, I just, right now it's, it's about, it's about my race. I've got to get, I've got to get me in there um, so that I can, <clears throat> so that I can work on our, on our politicians. Yep. Todd, did you want to make a quick comment about um, uh, CDM coverage for the convention or, yeah, we will be there live, hopefully live streaming. We're still waiting on getting the media credentials and all that set up. Uh, awesome. And we'll be doing interviews offline, you know, sidebar type stuff. Uh, but it's, we're really going to dig into what's happening at the convention. So we will see you there from the Georgia Record in Columbus uh, in June. I think it'll be fascinating. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thank you. Interesting interview with David, don't you think, Bill? You bet. You bet. Um, interesting insights it feels like we're still just a little early to you know to hear some of what's going to happen next but uh really good really good points and uh you know he's, he's reporting what he's seeing out in the counties as he goes and yeah. visits all these different groups why don't you introduce uh, shannon weimer for us okay so uh our next guest uh we were uh, lucky enough to have come in and shannon weimer has been involved in a number of different things going back for the last two years um most recently, she be, uh, became get, getting involved with an organization called The Flame, and you'll hear more about that from her, but it is national in scope, but also uh, specifically aimed at Georgia as well. So we're excited to have her join us. Great. So we'll run the interview with Shannon now. So we oh, sat down. Hold on. <laughs> uh, you know what I did? There it is. Okay. Here we That's go. okay. All right, we are delighted to be joined today, uh, both by my uh, my boss and, and colleague uh, Todd Wood and uh, Shannon Weimer from uh, from here in Georgia. She is an activist, has been involved in a myriad of activities in the past year and a half, uh, maybe two years now, uh, to try to uncover truth as it regards elections and other things here in Georgia. So, Shannon, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Bill. Good to see you, Todd and Bill. Yeah, we, uh, we've been doing this for quite about just a little over two years now. Time flies, doesn't it? When you're, when you're, when you're beating the truth out of the, uh, out of the bushes. So um, let's see, to get us started, I had, I had a question about something you participated in recently. Uh, 
Um, you were down at the Reawaken conference, was it, in uh, Doral? And I uh, thought maybe you could give us a little briefing on what you saw down there, some of the people that attended, if you can. I absolutely was. Um, if anyone has ever been to a Clay Clark Reawaken America tour event, it is quite the lineup of speakers. We, I, I had the privilege to go there as the Flame. I'm a new addition, now the national director for the Flame uh, USA, opening up the state of Georgia. And I got a glimpse of that tour from a behind the scenes, from a media perspective. You know, we're all out here finding truth and collecting truth as best as we can and trying to get it out to the masses. That's what we're doing here, right? Yeah. This, this was a unique circumstance. Um, you know, I spoke to General Flynn. I spoke to Tom Renz, uh, Roger, Robert, the, Roger Stone, and, and several others. You know, Clay Clark, um, Gene Ho, I mean, all the doctors behind the coalitions. Um, we call him the, the Trump honey guy, Todd. He's amazing. You know, it, the list just goes on and on if you've ever seen the lineup. But the one thing I saw that was unified that pertains to us here in Georgia is the concern for our state. You know, everyone from General Flynn to Tom Renz to anyone I talked to is really honed in on what's happening. Georgia seems to be what we term, what, what we would deem the head of the snake. And, you know, it's really, really important that we spread truth and understand what we're doing all across the country. But for some reason, it seems like Georgia just keeps coming up all over the place. How many times have we gone viral all over the, the nation, right? That's right. The state. That's right. So there really is a, is a strong call to action here that I, I think it's really, really important that people focus in and really figure out how to get involved, whether that's in any of your grassroots that are close to you or here. But I did find out firsthand and was able to announce last weekend that Georgia has not just won the attention of some of us on tours, but has also won the attention of our president, Donald Trump. He will be showing up at our Georgia convention, which I'm sure by now most of this audience already knows. But I say all that to say for, for Trump to fly into a state GOP convention, there's a reason. And we really need to think about what that is, talk about what it is to be unified and moving into the next segment. Because every person I spoke to at this uh, conference was eager to know what we're doing in Georgia, what's next, how do they get involved, and, and things like that. But if no one's ever been to Trump Durrell, I highly recommend you go. You will feel like a princess or a prince while you're there. <laughs> it is well worth the trip. So, Shannon, what we're very deep into the different cases in Georgia and uh, a lot of the evidence. It's connected in, in multiple ways. What uh, what specific stuff did they talk about? I'm curious about that. What, what were you hearing? Like this is this has legs, or this is, has a chance to percolate to the top, and that kind of thing. Well, you got, I mean, Georgia was the first state to win standing in the courts. Mm -hmm. We got that back in December for the, um, in the Superior Court of Georgia, you know, and there are currently two cases pending in Fulton County and uh, on the, the, the voter GA slash Constitution Party call this weekend, we also brought in Arizona and what they're doing. They're throwing out some bombshell evidence and really that's, that's where we're collaborating, right? They're, we're bringing in more more evidence on what it is to really crack the case for voter um, integrity, what's happening. We all know that there's some, <laughs> I say some, there's many <laughs> discrepancies in that. There's also though, I mean, we we have the CDC here. Georgia mm -hmm. Guidestones came down there. They were here for a reason. Um, I have recently learned um, some of the things that are in Northern Georgia, miles and miles of very interesting um, facilities that are here. And I don't know if I'm at liberty to talk about all that yet, but uh, there we, we have, you know, everyone's very familiar with Jekyll Island and the history of launching basically the biggest crime in humanity and putting every person in America into financial slavery that came out of Jekyll Island. And then of course we have a governor who showed up at the World Economic Forum and is now heading off to Israel for what we don't know yet. So there's a lot of things that just kind of centralize right back here to Georgia. And, you know, Georgia has a heart. We, they call it the Bible Belt, right? And I'm originally from the north. Mm. I moved here. I got told, oh, bless your heart. It took me all of two months to figure out what that meant. And 
I think that's that that's a good description of what's happening here. We have a lot of people who have had the wool pulled over their eyes, feeling they're in the Bible belt, thinking that we're in the safe zone. And really we've been the head of the beast. So I don't know if you're looking for more specific things than that. I, uh, I was just wondering, you know, if, if um, you know, with Arizona and yeah, we have the cases with uh, the 40,000 ballots in Fulton and, and several other issues. I was just, I guess we're breaking a lot of news in Florida on specific ballot harvest or ballot fraud, blank ballot fraud. And I was wondering if there is there rumblings of that kind of thing in Georgia with, because I think we have the evidence in, in Florida that we have them caught. So I'm just, is there something like that in Georgia that you saw or, or on your radar? Well, we have to get into the court first. <laughs> That's yeah, um, yeah. as far as evidence itself. I would, I would recommend people go more to voter GA. They're, mm -hmm. they're definitely breaking all the ground on that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm kind of what I call the nucleus. I put all the coalitions and the grassroots initiatives together yeah. to be army versus uh, more focusing on singular initiatives. But um, when I did speak with, when I was on the call Saturday morning, I know Garland was very excited about some of what they're doing in Arizona to aid in what they're sure. doing here. And, you know, Seth Keschel's coming also to our GOP convention for a reason. You know, Arizona and Georgia are competing for the state that breaks. And mm -hmm. my my heart tells me it'll be Georgia just because it was it was prophesied a long time ago. Um, Julie Green has mentioned that many times. As far as specifics, um, like I said, there's two cases. I don't know the details to it that are happening in Fulton County. Last mm -hmm. I saw, there was about 21,000 discrepancies in Fulton County. Um, I'm in Cherokee and we've had some discrepancies here, not enough to do a whole lot, but we also have, you know, Milton, the city of Milton has um, opted to go into doing its own municipal elections this year. That would be, and there are other counties and cities that have done that in the state of Georgia. So really what it boils down to is we're collaborating together. We're stronger than we were a year ago. We have statewide networks. We have Mallory Staples with the Freedom Caucus. We spend a lot of time together at the Dome. I saw you at the Dome all the time, Bill, you know, during session. <laughs> we're seeing what the reps are talking to and who they're shaking hands with. So ultimately, I tell people as much evidence as we want, we're going after the money. Who's funding what in this in this state? Because there's a reason why so many NGOs are here, nonprofit, non profit governmental organizations are here funding so much. And that is, I mean, really to me, that's, that's the scoop more than anything. You can take the machines away, but until you take away the money, <laughs> you know, so. You mentioned uh, Kemp going to, uh, uh, to both Davos and now Israel this week. Um, we published an update to uh, the Georgia record uh, article on Kemp's travels. Notably, they, they talked a lot about folks that he'd already met with, but then closed uh, other other articles from other publications about, uh, well, the rest of his itinerary is unknown at this time. So um, we recalled, uh, you know, uh, uh, Governor Kemp being asked about that when he was on the street in Davos and uh, pretty much running away from the re reporter, not wanting to talk about what he was going to be doing in the coming days. At the same time, Ms. Abrams, Stacey Abrams, apparently is attending the Bilderberg conference same week. So Bilderberg is also uh, widely regarded as, uh, you know, a, a meeting of the elites, if you will, that um, that have plans and uh, aspirations for the world that who knows what they are and uh, what they may uh, hold for the rest of us. So you mentioned uh, you're part of the organization called The Flame. Um, and it sounds like that's a, kind of a broad initiative. Can you spend just a couple minutes and tell us about that? Absolutely. So the Flame USA started about two years ago. It is an actual newspaper. Put it in your hand. And that is the initiative was started to grab that movable middle. Can't censor paper. Hmm. You know, um, a lot of we have a lot of technical censoring going on. Um, Biden is with the TikTok bill, of course, trying to regulate the Biden, I call him, is trying to regulate more and more what comes out in the in the digital front. Well, we're putting it on paper. Um, the, so the Flame USA launched, like I said, two years ago nationally. So this is a national paper that's already in 28 states. But we were the first state to put an actual local insert into 
into the center of the flame. So we actually have a, I'm trying to pull it up here. Should have had this open, I apologize. But we actually have a, uh, a Georgia local insert that's in the center. That's just Georgia. Cool. We're telling all the scoops. So the, the, the purpose behind the paper, like I said, it's to get into the, the homes of every person. We have a digital world that where you can open a phone, a TV, a computer in any home and you know the, the, the fake news is getting in. We are doing that with paper. We also though, uh, we're, we were gifted about a month ago, a uh, the flameusa.tv, which is a TV network. And this is really taking, this is taking off by storm. Wow. We have partnered with Brighty on TV, Ohio Brett with Brighty on TV for something called the game plan. You can go to the game plan USA. And that is a four step process. One, subscribe for the paper. Two, contact your local sheriffs, know what's going on, which is really important considering what's happening at our borders right now. Um, three, get in your Bible, get in the word. And four, um, donate, do, do a one-time donation. I mean, we, we're all out here as patriots on the front lines and we're not getting the billions of Zucker bucks that everyone else is, right? So yeah. we also, uh, we have a podcast and that's what we were doing in, in Miami. We were making connections and networks. So walking out of that, we are, I, I don't know that I'm at liberty to give all the, the names of the, the media's, um, the media platforms, but there are currently four media platforms, three others, ourselves and three others included that are, we are taking back the media. You know, you guys are doing what you're doing. We all need to be on the same page, taking back the media from a, in a, in a real, in a real way. So that is what we are doing. Just like everyone else in order to survive, you can go to the flameGA.com. We need people to subscribe to get the paper in their home. We, you can become an affiliate if you want to advertise or you want to, you know, if CD Media wanted to put a link for the flame on their page. Every every person who donates and subscribes from your link, you get a portion of. This is how we all support each other. We're taking a page out of the other side's book, right? Um, you can advertise and then, of course, donate. But really what, what my goal and the reason I jumped into this is I want to give Georgians a real voice. And we were very blessed and excited to have our good old America's general, General Flynn, um, grabbed a paper. And the first thing he opened was that Kemp article. And he said, oh, Georgia. Yeah, they're going to need that. <laughs> so um, he was very eager to have it. Um, we will be there at the state convention with a booth, just, just like y'all. And uh, I can't wait to get a picture of Trump with it, because I know that's coming next. Oh, that'll be cool. So the convention is a, uh, you know, is an important step as, as you mentioned earlier. Um, some of the guests that have come on have said, you know, the, there's a high, high percentage of attendees to this conference that probably have never attended one before. Yes. And there's, you know, it's like, uh, you can see it on the, the past television uh, broadcast of stuff on the floor of a convention. It looks like mass chaos. Um, any sense from what you've heard from others or from your own insights as to how, how should folks be focusing their attention both now and uh, in advance of the conference and then as we get closer to actually attending? Well, I will say this. Um, in February, was it February or March when we had the county convention? That was on a Saturday. That next Monday, we were at the Dome. And every representative was chomping their nails. That was the whole buzz. Forget legislation. Everyone could not. All the reps were just itching to understand how the heck they lost 28 counties to grassroots. So I say keep going. We need the grassroots in, but we need people who actually are going to stand up and make the difference. You know, we, we've for so long, we've had so many people come into the GOP that just kind of go with the wave or go with what's comfortable. It's We're way past that. We have people invading our borders. We need to be focused on what's going to happen. They're coming to Georgia. I don't have confirmation, but to my understanding, there's there's buzz and rumors that Kemp has opened up our, has, has given some, some financial benefit to people coming to our state, which we already knew was coming anyway. So I would say, you know, when you're going to that GOP convention, 
vote with their history, vote with who they are. You know, there's, there's a lot of, I know the GRA has done some endorsement campaigns. There's been a few others that have done some endorsement campaigns and, you know, I get it. We all don't have the chance to, you don't, we all don't necessarily have the time to research every single candidate. Get on there. If you look at who's on the ticket before you're voting research, just like you would in any other election, spend the time, see what they've done. There are some people, and I don't even want to throw any names out there, but there are some people running for chair, vice chair, you know, that, that have done some amazing things in the last two years to preserve the integrity and the future of this county. So I would say voting with your heart and your feelings isn't always the best answer. Do the homework, do the research, get to the truth, nothing but the truth. So help us God, which is what we do here at the flame and, and vote with that. That would be my recommendation. Yeah. Sounds like good advice. Um, let's see. Uh, so for folks that, that do want to learn more about what you're working on and, and what the flame is focused on, uh, how should they find more information? You can go to theflameGA.com and you can subscribe to get the paper right to your home. You can email me at theflameGA at proton.me. Um, our, much like many others, our email was, uh, it's interrupted sometimes. So I figured I'd just go right into Proton. <laughs> well, we've, we've had our own set of attacks in the last couple of weeks. So yeah, they, they don't want us succeeding here in Georgia, which is all the more reason to stand and fight. And then we are, we are really close to launching the TV network. Um, we are in the beta phase. We have quite a few investors that are coming in for the flameusa.tv. If, uh, if you want to become an affiliate, you want a spot, a, a segment that's on that, um, that would, that is exact. If you're digital media, um, I'm hoping to see CD media in there too, but if you're digital media in any way, that's what we have to do. We have to create that, that unite there, but everything stays right here in Georgia and supports what's Georgia, what Georgia's doing as far as the flame GA. So that's great. Todd, other thoughts? Oh, we'd love to explore collaborating with the Georgia 24 show on on the Flame TV network. Yeah, so we'll talk about that offline. You got it. I appreciate it. I, I really look forward. God is really moving. You know, I'll, I'll leave you guys with this. When I, when I, I, I didn't expect to be in this role. Bill and I have talked about this many times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Me being in front of a camera or, or behind a newspaper is not what I planned for my role. But, you know, I, I remind people every day we don't have a choice. We have to do what we have to do. We have to get out there. We have to get active because our kids, that's, that's what's, that's what's at stake is our kids' future. And all those people jumping the border are coming, they're coming here. Georgia is one of their targets. So we will assemble and spread truth and stand in the gap. That's what we do. Excellent. Very astute. Shannon, we thank you for joining us. We're going to have you back in the coming weeks. And uh, we'll also look forward to seeing you and your team at uh, the uh, GOP conference coming up the uh, 9th and 10th of uh, June. So thank you again. Thank you so much, guys. Have a blessed evening. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Great interview, Bill. Um, so Shannon's pretty connected. She you seems bet. to have a, some, some real insights into what's happening behind the scenes, I should say. You bet. Really, really interesting folks that she uh, both, uh, you know, got, got a chance to meet and also work with in many cases when she was down at the Reawaken Tour down in Durrell. Um, fascinating weekend. So I had a chance today to sit down with Josh McCoon, who's running for the GOP chairmanship in Georgia. And uh, I think you'll find this interview entertaining. So here we go. So Josh McCoon, running for the state GOP chair in Georgia, was kind enough to sit down with us this week. Thanks for coming back on, Josh. I appreciate it. Happy to be with you. So the convention's coming up. You've been out on the campaign trail. What are you hearing from the voters? What are their issues? Uh, what, what are people interested in? Well, I think it's things that you might expect. Um, obviously, folks are very interested in uh, winning next November, I would say that's number one. Yeah, uh, pe people want to know that you've got a plan and a strategy to uh, make the Georgia Republican Party part of that success. Um, I would say, obviously, there's a lot of concern about voter integrity mm -hmm. and making sure we have a fair election in 2024. That's something I'm hearing uh, everywhere I'm going. Uh, so that's definitely top of mind for our voters. And then, uh, you know, 
district attorneys, uh, a lot of concern about some of these uh, Soros-funded uh, woke uh, DAs that have been elected around Georgia, obviously around the country, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hearing about that quite a bit as well. Yeah. We just had the, uh, speaking of election integrity, we just had the CEIR conference in D.C. that Raffensperger went to. I mean, that's obviously run by, you know, leftists and connected to Soros. I mean, any comments on that with Georgia leadership involved in that at all? Because several people from Georgia went there. Yeah, you know, I mean, my focus really is on what the Georgia Republican Party can do uh, Mm -hmm. going forward to try to make sure that only legal votes are cast and counted next year. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously we're paying attention to what's happening. Uh, But what we're really trying to do is assemble a world-class legal team to provide assistance to our counties, Mm -hmm. um, to adopt some programs that will involve policing the voter list, using the petition uh, mechanism within Senate Bill 202 to try to clean up those roles ahead of the 2024 election, Mm -hmm. and then supporting those county parties that want risk-limiting audits post-election and other remedies to try to make sure that we have a fair election in 2024. So that's that's really where my focus is, is on what the Georgia Republican Party can do. Obviously, I don't have any control over what what others may do, but we're going to mm-hmm. stay really, really focused on having the best election integrity program in the country in terms of any state GOP. Is do you think the risk limiting audits are effective? I, I'm not an expert on them, I'm, but, you know, some people don't. So I'm just curious. What yeah, I know are. there's a there's a variety of opinions out there. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, what we're going to try to do is make maximum use of the tools that are available to us under Georgia law. And if those change next year, when the general assembly comes into session, if they uh, pass some additional voter integrity measures, we'll obviously take a look at those as well, but we want to be ready to go on June 11th uh, to begin to implement programs that allow us to maximize uh, the use of those tools that are available. Um, And I know I've heard from a number of County parties that they're interested in the audit process. Um, And so we're definitely going to stand, behind them and make sure they have the legal resources they need to insist on those. You mentioned the DAs. Um, Obviously, that's a huge issue in in Fulton uh, with the Trump case. Does the GO, do you have an opinion on that case as it's going on? Is Trump being treated fairly? Is it, is it, uh, is it a, I mean, you're an attorney. Is is it a real case or is it not? Uh, If it is, you know, what are your thoughts? It doesn't seem like a real case to me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm not privy to everything that the grand jury heard. Um, none of us have seen the grand jury report here uh, almost uh, five months after it was completed. Uh, the fact that there have been no charges filed five months later, and now we're hearing maybe August something will be done, just lets you know that uh, certainly my belief is that this is a political sideshow. This is an opportunity for uh, Fannie Willis to try to get her name in the newspaper as many times as possible. We've never had uh, someone who filed a contest of an election criminally prosecuted for doing that. Uh, That's what the president did. He wanted his day in court, which he never received in Georgia. Um, The 16 presidential electors that have been targeted for prosecution, that's also unprecedented in American history. We've never Mm -hmm. had an elector uh, charged with a crime uh, for casting an electoral vote. Uh, So I'm very disturbed, as I think many people are, at what appears to be a perversion of the criminal justice system to serve a very narrow uh, political agenda for one person. So you, you mentioned attorneys. Uh, we, we've had issues where some of the county attorneys and others have involved in stopping some of the, uh, I guess, election integrity efforts uh, around the state. How do we, uh, if you're raising a, a legal team, if you will, to help in election integrity, how, how do we deal with that where in certain counties, grassroots may feel like they were stopped by some of the county attorneys? Uh, well, I th- well, I think you put your finger on it, which yeah. is uh, you've got citizen activists that have a sense of what the right thing to do is mm-hmm. that are then stymied uh, by an attorney, uh, perhaps working for the county, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps the Democrats, because the Democrats have been doing this for years. Uh, they practice something called lawfare. Mm -hmm. Uh, where basically if they can't get their way in the regular political process, they try to get courts to do it for them. And the Georgia Republican Party can no longer stand on the sideline um, as that happens. We've got to have our own team and have our own strategy uh, to meet them there and to make sure that we're not getting uh, steamrolled or railroaded 
uh, as a result. So that's one of the things I want to make available to our county Republican parties when they're seeking that kind of relief is expert legal advice that can guide them through that process and, if necessary, assist them in court. What about, you know, and I'm asking you a lot of things because there's a lot of issues swirling around in Georgia, but, you know, the, the, uh, the issue with judges not getting what people think are good rulings, any thoughts from the GOP on possibly recalling uh, some of these judges or, or having some kind of uh, accountability for not letting some of these election fraud cases really get go forward? Well, that's certainly a potential uh, remedy that, mm -hmm. that you could be talking about is, uh, uh, you know, whether it's a recall, whether it's running someone else uh, for that position mm -hmm. and, and making it an issue. Because obviously mm -hmm. uh, I am so disturbed that the president's contest filed on December 4th, which under Georgia law had to be heard within 20 days. The law says that it shall be heard mm -hmm. and that the judges of the Fulton County Superior Court refused to do that. Uh, to me, a lot of what we're experiencing that we have experienced in Georgia over the last three years is a direct result of not being able to go to court and have the concerns the president raised aired and ruled upon. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that that really gives a lot of fodder to this idea that there were real significant problems. I mean, why is it that he couldn't get uh, an opportunity to present his case and have it answered? Um, that's very disturbing. And so I think everything's on the table. And now you have Judge Amaro uh, basically moving the case to a, a court that is friendly to the other side in many people's views. Um, yes, on, I on think people County are, ballot case. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people are really, really disturbed about this. And, and, and trying to resolve these things without having a ruling on the merits, without bringing some of this out in the sunshine, mm -hmm. I don't care if you're uh, on the left or on the right, it's bad for our country because it undermines the confidence people have in our elections process. And that's something all of us should be concerned about. What else uh, should people, should the state know about your campaign as, as, uh, as the convention approaches? I think the main thing I would say to you is, uh, unfortunately, we live in a time where having a lawyer in this role is important. Mm -hmm. uh, campaign finance law is complicated and it's something that the Georgia Republican Party deals with every day. I mentioned earlier in, in this discussion about the lawfare aspect and being able to, to manage legal efforts on behalf of the party. So I think that's something that I bring to the table that no other candidate does. The legal training and uh, being a member of the Georgia Bar, I think that's important. Uh, I think having been an elected official as well as a county party and precinct uh, uh, level chairman is important. I understand the three legs of our stool that we need to be successful, the grassroots activists, the elected officials, and of course our financial supporters. Um, I think I'm uniquely positioned to bring those folks together. And for me, this is all about winning the presidential election in November of 2024, mm -hmm. evicting Joe Biden from the White House and putting the adults back in charge of America, because I just don't think we can survive uh, another four years of this kind of total abdication of American leadership, uh, both here at home and, and on the world stage. And so uh, that's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm willing to give two years of my life to this volunteer opportunity, mm -hmm. um, because I think the stakes are just that high. And I would certainly encourage your listeners and viewers, if they are going to be delegates or alternates on June 10th, to I'd love to earn their vote uh, for state chairman. And I promise I'll work hard every day to make sure that when all is said and done, that we put uh, a Republican back in the White House after November of 2024. So last question, uh, there is a, uh, and we're asking everybody this, so I just want to get your feedback. There's a, I think going to be a motion at the convention to put the Georgia Republican Party Incorporated subservient to the party. Any thoughts on that from your end? I'm Before sorry, could you, say, could you say that one more time? Uh, there is uh, a motion to put, to give more control over the Georgia Republican Party Incorporated underneath the party apparatus and not as a, a separate vehicle. Have you heard anything about that or? Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I know uh, the party was incorporated largely in reaction to some litigation a few years mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely heard from people that are concerned that the incorporating papers talk about there being no members. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean procedurally in terms mm -hmm. of who, who controls and governs the Georgia Republican party? I'm certainly uh, planning on looking if I'm elected chairman at our current incorporation documents 
-hmm. and probably looking at revising them to make sure that they're in line with our rules because our mm -hmm. rules really govern how we operate. The state convention yeah. controls our activities. Uh, and then when we adjourn in Columbus, then the state committee becomes our governing body. And if our bylaws and corporate documents don't reflect that, which I don't think they really do right now, we need to amend them to take care of that. Yeah, I think the consensus is that there may have been a, a reason for that incorporation, but it's not really transparent and it leaves doors open for other things happening behind. No, the scenes. I'm very I'm very interested in making sure that we're completely transparent to our stakeholders, mm -hmm. that people understand what we're doing um, and that we're totally above board. That's that's important to me. And certainly uh, was a hallmark of my legislative service. I was very interested in bringing things out into the sunshine. Mm -hmm. And I certainly intend to continue to do that as Georgia Republican Party chairman. Josh, how can people help your campaign? Where would they go to get involved? So you can go to my website. It's McCoon4Chairman.com. There's a lot of great information uh, really on any issue you might uh, conceive of. Uh, we, we've really put a lot of detailed effort into that. Um, but you can find out how to volunteer, how to contribute. That's all available there at McCoon4Chairman.com. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you coming on. I know it's uh, hard to carve some time out of your day. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate you having me on today. You know, Bill, uh, a lot of people are saying the right things. We really appreciate Josh coming on a second time prior to the convention. Um, I guess the proof is in the pudding. Am I That's right? I, the proof is in actions down the road, right? Well, it is. And in, in, in part, um, you heard a couple of people say, take a good look at what people have done mm -hmm. because um, their track record for choices they've made, decisions they've supported is, a, I think, a pretty good indication of where you can expect them to go in the future. Yeah. Um, people are saying many of the right things. I, I, hope, I hope that's the, uh, the intent and the, the guidance for, uh, uh, for the actions going forward. Um, but I think maybe on our last show, someone said, you know, an educated electorate is the, is the, the sharpest instrument in this process. So, For sure. Well, let's, let's uh, give, give our thoughts on the convention. What have you got for us? Okay. Um, let's see. Let's uh, go ahead and we'll add the, uh, some slides in so we can talk to those. So I thought it would be valuable since there's so many new folks going to go to this conference uh, convention that they have a little expectation of what they're going to see and experience and maybe some ways if they aren't yet involved to become involved and, uh, and how to go through that process. So um, as, as most know, the uh, convention's in Columbus, Georgia, and would be held at uh, the historic Ironworks Convention Center. So it's uh, sort of a historic building that's been refitted and is uh, quite modern in many respects, but has some, you know, some historic uh, uh, sense to it as you go through. Um, it'll, it'll begin uh, for certain members of various committees, including the state committee on the 8th, but most people will be there the 9th and the 10th. And the 10th is when uh, the election uh, voting will be held for the state uh, officers, and uh, and that's what many people are focused on. So if they, if folks are not yet involved, there may still be time to get access to the convention itself. Um, you can look up uh, online the uh, Georgia GOP convention, and uh, you see the link right there below the uh, center of the page. Um, as of earlier today, it appeared that there were still even guest passes available for some. Now, how long that'll last, or, or in fact, if they've already been exhausted, we can't tell yet. But um, we are getting close enough where it's important if someone wants to go and has not yet made arrangements, they should. The other thing is, if you've already been um, named a, a delegate from your uh, county or district, it's important that you participate. Um, that's the way that um, the America First uh, nominees and, and candidates made it into their seats in all these counties across Georgia. Um, there are, in some cases, the ability to uh, elevate alternates. However, it's very important if you get the chance to participate. That's that's the reason that you asked to be a delegate, and we would call on everybody to to actually uh, be there and participate. I think it's going to be fascinating, and it'll be an education. Uh, many of the counties are going through special training now on things like Robert's Rules of Order, uh, trying to make sure that their folks are aware of what's going to happen. Uh, I think it was David said, uh, you know, sometimes people sit there because they're afraid to make themselves look foolish or, or silly or something. 
don't be afraid of that. Learn what you need to know and be prepared to speak up if you see something that needs to be called out. Obviously, with uh, 1,600, I believe, delegates and probably four or 500 more uh, attendees beyond that, there's going to be a lot of folks on that floor. And so um, assertiveness is going to be you know, highly regarded. So uh, important to know your, uh, uh, know your uh, Robert's rules where you can, and at least pal up with other folks from your county or district so that you can ask questions of them and perhaps act, uh, act in, uh, in currency with, with what they're doing. The other thing that's very interesting is the, uh, the fact that uh, uh, President Trump, along with two other candidates, will attend the convention. This is uh, fascinating and goes back to something that I think Shannon mentioned, which is there's just something about Georgia. We seem to be the epicenter, if you will, for so many things. And here we are going into the convention. And yet again, we're, we're getting different treatment than others, uh, others may, have, uh, may have seen. So it's important that uh, folks know that. Uh, Trump is due to speak on, as I understand it, Saturday morning. Um, the, uh, the other two attendees uh, for, that are candidates for the presidency are Asa Hutchinson uh, from Arkansas, former governor, and uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. And what's interesting is, and you can't quite see it the way this, this slide is looking on the screen at the moment, but the latest couple of polls, Rasmussen um, this week, or earlier this week, had Trump at 62% of the uh, GOP intended uh, voters uh, going forward and uh, highly, highly preferred out of all the different candidates. Uh, uh, Mr. Hutchinson had uh, 2% and uh, Mr. Ramaswamy had 6%. But isn't it interesting? The bottom line is the CNN poll just completed in the last couple of days. Now, they had Trump at 53%, Hutchinson at 1%, and Ramaswamy at 1%. So begs the question, you know, if, if folks are wondering whether there's real support behind uh, President Trump, all you got to do is look at the numbers and uh, places like Real Clear Politics and Rasmussen and others that do a fair, a fair job at uh, creating their polls seem to be sending a, a pretty strong message that there's a lot of preference that seems to be emerging. Be fascinating to watch how that plays out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the DeSantis numbers come in. I mean, he's well below 20% at this point. So You bet, uh, you yeah. bet. So the uh, the other thing I wanted to make mention of is this is the first of what I suspect will probably be a couple of these convention updates. Uh, we're going to look at what some of the counties are doing uh, in terms of their education for their delegates. We'll try to give uh, some information around that so that other folks that may not have access to that can get involved and perhaps pick up some of that learning and also get down to the brass tacks of um, what what folks should perhaps consider keeping their eyeballs on as we get closer. We're, uh, we're down to about 15 days ahead now. And so we're, uh, we're, we're getting close. Again, if folks want to get involved, highly recommend that they, uh, that they reach out, learn information about how they can attend or at least watch. Uh, I think you mentioned earlier on one of the segments that our intention is to try to live stream some of this as much as we can. And, it, and we'll uh, certainly have uh, interviews and other things throughout the convention. So that's uh, that's what we got coming up. Well, thank you, Bill. Uh, I would really like to ask our audience to please support us with our no ad subscriptions. Uh, we're being attacked in multiple ways, but we're not going to keep telling the we're not going to stop telling the truth. So uh, please support us that way. We we need to grow and we need the resources to continue to provide infrastructure and to bring you all this high quality content. I really don't think uh, CDM has a competitor. We're, we're a global media company. Our local content is second to none, as well as our international content. So uh, please support us with our no ad subscriptions. It's really important, people. Thank you. And with that, Bill, I'm going to uh, close the show, and we'll see everybody next time. That's great. Thanks, Todd.